Welcome to today's podcast. I pray that you're in good health and prosperity is happening in your home. We're making wise decisions. Let's go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to Faith to Faith Daily Devotional for July 31st. Don't Serve the Problem by Kenneth Copeland. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. Isaiah 55, 7. Again, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. Isaiah 55, 7. Again, if you can't control your thoughts, just thank God for your ugly thoughts. Yep, that's right. Thank God for your ugly thoughts, and you will bless them out of the water after many failures. But just keep willing. Thank you, God, for my thoughts. Thank you, God, that I just thought that. Thank you, God, that I am lusting. Thank you, God. And and then before you know it, they will diminish. They will run away. They can't stand against you saying truth, that you are God's child and you're calling on the Father. Don't do this alone. It works dramatically. Get hold of your imagination. And now for Kenny Copeland. You can't win a victory as long as the problem is the biggest thing in your life. The Lord woke me up to the fact that a few years ago at at that time, I was facing some difficulty in my ministry that seemed so big to me, I thought about them from morning till night. Stop right there. Again, reading from uh, Kenny Copeland, Faith to Faith. You can't win a victory as long as the problem is the biggest thing in your life. The Lord woke me up to that fact. A few years ago, all that time, I was facing some difficulty in my ministry that seemed so big to me. I thought about them from morning till night. Even though I was standing against them, I was thinking more of these problems than about the scripture promises I was standing on. Then I saw something in Matthew six twenty four twenty five. 25 You cannot serve God and mammon, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. I read that scripture hundreds of times, but that day I saw something I never noticed before. I saw that immediately after Jesus said, no man can serve two masters, he said, take no thought. Suddenly it hit me, we serve our thoughts. That's why Isaiah 55 says for us, forsake our thoughts, to forsake our thoughts. And by the word, take God's thoughts. That's why 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, to cast down thoughts that challenge the word and bring into captivity every thought in the obedience of Christ. Do you want deliverance from your problems today? Then quit serving them. Quit allowing them to consume your thought life. And don't wait until circumstances changes to do it. Instead, realize that circumstances won't ever change until you switch from wrong to right thinking. I know that's not easy to do, especially in the midst of heavy darkness and a trial, but you can do it if you do these three things. First, remember you are alone. You have the Word, God's thoughts. You have the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, and you have the mind of Christ. Second, get people around you who are full of faith. Instead of rehearsing your problem, let them do the talking. Make yourself listen. Join in with their faith and resist darkness. Third, praise God. Do whatever it takes to make yourself praise. When you begin to praise, God's presence will turn back those worried thoughts and make them fall. 
Your problems are not the biggest thing in your life. Jesus is. Serve him with your thoughts and he will set you free. Woohoo! What a beautiful reading. Let's, let's go run over to Isaiah 55, which is one of my favorite chapters in Isaiah. It's just an amazing piece of literature. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. And if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does not you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. See how I use him to display my power among the people. I made him a leader among the nations. You also will command nations you do not know. And people unknown to you will come running to obey. Because I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, have made you glorious. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I'll send it out and it always produces fruit. I, it will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You will live in joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. And now, a reading from Limitless Love. The God who will provide, in Hebrews 11, 17 and 19, it says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall the seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Hebrews 11, 17, 19. If you don't understand covenant, you'll never be able to grasp how God of, of love could Ask an old man like Abraham to sacrifice his only son. It will seem like an absolute horrible, hard-hearted thing to do. You'll imagine Abraham weeping and distraught at the thought of losing Isaac, his heart thorn with grief because of God's command. Nothing could be further from the truth. God had made a covenant with Abraham a covenant ratified by blood, one of the God's covenant promises was that Abraham's seed would come through Isaac, and Abraham is fully so fully believed that he was convinced there was no way God could let that boy die. If he did, he'd have to raise him from the dead because the promise had been made. The covenant had been cut. God has shown Abraham the stars of heaven and said, So shall thy seed be, Genesis 15:5. Abraham was so certain of the outcome that just before he bound Isaac to lay him on the altar, and Isaac asked, Dad, where is the sacrifice? Abraham confidently answered, God will provide, Genesis 22. Eight. In that phrase, we find the real reason God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. It was because God himself wanted to provide such a sacrifice for all mankind. He wanted it recorded in the eternal laws of heaven 
that he was bound by honor to do so. And that's exactly what Abraham's willingness to give Isaac accomplished. I believe if we could have looked into heaven that day, we might have seen God saying to just Jesus, All right, son, Abraham did it. As my covenant brother, he offered his only son up for me. Can I now do any less for him? The God of all love was longing to send his only son to the earth as a sacrifice to pay the price for all sin. He wanted to exchange the life of Jesus for the life of all of us who, through faith, will be called the sons of Abraham. That was his redemption plan, but since man had been given dominion on the earth, it was man who had the open door for him to do it. And that is what he was asking Abraham. It wasn't some cruel test God was giving Abraham and Isaac on the mountain of sacrifice. It was God extending his loving hand to bring forth a plan that would offer mercy to all men. It was God's reaching out to a world desperately in need of a Redeemer and becoming the God who will provide. Amen and amen. Thank you, God, for our covenant in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let me go ahead and do something. Um, I'd like to read it in the New King James again, what we just read. The uh, Isaiah 55, because it's it has a charm to it. It's called An Invitation to Abundant Life. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your souls delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people a leader and commander of for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall be on, not be cut off. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Enjoy this purpose. Thank you for coming on today's podcast, family. God bless you, August the 1st. Let's go ahead and start this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you very much for coming on here today. Greetings and pray that you're uh, you're being blessed by the word of God and the uh, the readings that we have here. Bible College Curriculum BCC gets your certificate. Here we go. We're going to read Limitless Love first. It says, The Devil's Worst Nightmare. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11 says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. Most people don't realize it, but these verses point powerfully to the blood covenant ceremony. They hearken back to the times when men who wanted to cut covenant killed an animal, stood in his blood, and made promises to one another. They swear by the blood, for example, to use every weapon and source of power at their disposal to protect one another. In essence, they would say to one another, You are no longer limited by your own might, because we are now joined together. My strength is your strength. My might is your might. Then, as a demonstration of that oath, they'll exchange their armor and weapons. That's the image that we should come to mind when we read about standing and putting on the armor of God. We should think about the covenant of love God has made with us in the blood of Jesus. We should picture ourselves standing in that precious blood and receiving the weapons of Almighty God. While our covenant brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, says to us, All power and authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore you go and I'll back you with it. Anyone who gives you trouble will have to deal with me. So be strong in me and in the power of my might. When we start thinking like that, the devil will flee from us. He'll back off and say, I'm sorry I bothered you. I didn't really mean it. Just put the sword up and I'll leave. I promise. There's only one thing that scares the devil more than a believer who understands the power and privileges of his covenant with God. It is a believer who understands that his brothers and sisters in the Lord were standing in the blood with him when the covenant was made. It's a Christian who knows that just as this covenant of love has made us one with Jesus, it's made us one with each other. The believer with that revelation can just can't turn against his brother in Christ any more than he could turn against the Lord Jesus himself. He can't criticize that brother and call him on the enemy. Once they stood in that covenant blood together, he can't do it. It doesn't make any difference what that brother looks like or what his background, culture, or denomination is. The blood of the Lamb is between them and they overcomes everything else. Just the thought of such a holy alliance makes the devil tremble. It's his worst nightmare, and as we move into a great revelation of our covenant of love, it's a nightmare that is sure to come true. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead to uh, read Faith to Faith for August the 1st. Receive your miracle. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10.10 For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the confession is made unto salvation. By Gloria Copeland Do you need a miracle, huh? Do you need a miracle? Then believe it, confess it, and receive it. Believe it, confess it, and receive it. You say, oh, I just don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. You've already done it once when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You believe, confess, and receive the greatest miracle in the universe. The miracle of a reborn spirit. Every other miracle you receive will come in exactly the same way. 
You start by simply believing what God's word says concerning your area of need. By telling that word change your heart and mind. Excuse me, by letting the word change your heart and mind. A lot of people try to skip that step. They try to believe for a miracle without spending enough time in the word to change their hearts and minds. They just want to confess it with their mouth and have it instantly appear. But that won't happen. It's what we believe in our hearts and say with our mouth that we receive. If you don't have enough faith yet to believe for the miracle you need, then you can get it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. So start filling the ears of your heart with the word until faith for your miracle is born. That's what the woman did who had the issue of blood. She believed in her heart that Jesus would heal her. Then she spoke her faith out loud. Then she acted on that faith and she received her miracle. It wasn't Jesus' decision. He didn't suddenly say, You know, I think I'll work a miracle for that little lady today. No, she made it happen. She took her faith and drew on the power of God. That's why Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Matthew 9.22 You have the same opportunity. God's power is always present everywhere. Your faith will bring it into your life, body, or circumstances. So reach out to Jesus, believe, confess, and receive your miracle today. And I have a few scriptures that we can meditate on to make a go of it, right? To uh, solidify what we're talking about, promises of God. Okay, just a second, please. Let me go get my promise book, which... Right in front of me. Ha. Huh. All right. The first scripture is in Psalm 138.8 that says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Now, Shakespeare said you have to read in between the lines. Okay, so let's do this again. It says, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Perfect what? That which concerns, what concerns us? The, the, the will, the perfect will of God. The Lord will perfect the perfect will. Perfect will. That which concerneth us. And then it says, thy mercy. So he wants to perfect thy mercy on us. The only way that God can give us anything is through mercy. Mercy, mercy me. And then it reemphasizes where the mercy is coming from. Oh Lord, endure it forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. What you started, Lord, don't let it go and sit there. I am your project. So perfect, perfect us in the way we should go, Lord, with mercy as we stumble along. Oh, Lord, you endure it forever and ever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Amen. There's always folks, there's always hope, folks. Always hope to believe, to pray. God has in store for us an incredible amount of resources. Let's take a look at uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Whew. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope and a future. So it sounds like the plans is our a vision, our imagination. I know the visions I have for you. You're to use your imagination because the imagination is going to create faith, faith and hope towards the, the necessary ingredients for God to work on our behalf, to move on our behalf. 
Our next scripture is Jeremiah 32, 40. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts that they should not depart from me. Amen. Have you ever had that fear of God that he wasn't listening to you? That the Father had forsaken to you? Remember what an ugly feeling that was to be disconnected from the Father? To be disconnected from his love, from his mercy, from his presence? That is a healthy fear, wouldn't you think? Praising him and thanking him. And then the Lord tells us, Yes, Fernando, I am listening to you. I'm listening to all your songs and all your praises. I asked the Lord one time, Lord, are you listening to me? You know, I feel like you're not there. And what a treat, what a miracle for God to give me an inner witness. Yes, I'm listening to all your songs and your prayers. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is here with us. A lot of you know he's there, and a lot of us don't know he's there. So have patience with us, everyone. We're coming along. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Let us hold fast to repeating his promises. Like you say, yes, Lord Jesus, yes. Yes, Lord Jesus, yes. Psalm 18, 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those who trust in him. Hosea 6.3 Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Amen. He shall come unto us as the rain and the latter and former rain on the earth. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And the only way that we can love God is when we meditate on his scripture, verse by verse, and we ask God, what's up with that? And then wait on that scripture. It works, it really does, Lord. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah. I will help thee, yeah. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. There's a scripture for energy. Just have to meditate on it. For us to fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Psalms 55, 22, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Psalm 34, 19, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There has no temptation taken you but such as in common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will, will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Isn't that something? He says that he will put something on the shoulders of temptation to get you to overlook it and bear it. In other words, the answer is in the temptation if you thank God for the temptation. Kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> But what about if it works? And it does work. All right, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen and amen. Jeremiah 33, 3. Cast unto me, no, call unto me, Call me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know is not. Jeremiah 33.3 Romans 8.31 What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
Amen. The word of the Lord. And one more, Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Deuteronomy 31.6. Thank you, everyone, for coming to today's podcast. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you, lift up his counts, and give you peace. Establish you in every which way, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for coming today's Faith to Faith Bible College Curriculum. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The reading for today from Courage comes from faith. Courage comes from faith by Gloria Copeland. Joshua 1.9 Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Joshua 1.9 Courage comes from trusting God. It can't be mentally drummed up. It comes from believing what God says, regardless of what the circumstances look like. Courage comes from faith. Where does discouragement come from? From fear and unbelief. It comes when you listen to the devil's lies about what God is not going to do for you. As the people of God, you and I must shake off discouragement and rise up with courage. We must quit looking at our own abilities and failures and limitations and start looking to God. We must rise up in the name of Jesus and the power of His Spirit and establish the kingdom of heaven upon earth. If you've been discouraged lately, stop listening to Satan's lies. Stop receiving evil reports. Whenever someone tells you God is not going to deliver you, you just tell them, He's already delivered me in the name of Jesus. Once you begin to realize who you are and what you have been given by the power of God, you'll quit letting the devil run all over you. God didn't suggest that you be strong and courageous. That is His command, to be strong and courageous. Reading Limitless Love, it's time to grow up. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. The reason so many Christians are living with unmet needs is because they simply don't know how to walk in their covenant of redemption. It's not because God doesn't love them, nor is it because He doesn't make provisions for them. It's because they haven't learned enough about the Word to partake of it. Many of them have been saved for years, but they stayed in spiritual infancy. infancy. They're unskilled in the Word of Righteousness. You could put a baby in a house totally filled with provisions and it wouldn't do him any good, would it? You could stock the refrigerator with all kinds of food and load the closet with blankets and clothes. You could stack enough money around the house to buy him everything he ever needs. But as long as he remains a baby, he wouldn't be able to use a bit of it. That's exactly the situation many Christians are in right now. They're surrounded by the provisions of God. The Bible says He has already given them everything that pertains to life and godliness. 
but they're lying on the floor crying and throwing a fit. God, I just don't understand, they wail. Why don't you take care of me? Why don't you supply my needs? Don't you love me, Lord? Certainly he loves us. That's why he planted our lives. And that's why he planned our lives before the foundations of the world and set aside everything we'll ever need to be abundantly blessed. But he also expects us to grow up. He is not willing to treat us like babies forever. He requires us to stand on our spiritual feet, get out our Bibles, and find out what he has provided. He expects us to start receiving those things by faith. Get out my Bible, someone might say. Yes, your Bible. It's a copy of God's covenant with you. It spells out his promises and reveals everything he has given you. If you'll read it, you'll see there's no such thing as a covenant child of God with an unmet need. There are only covenant children who lack the word skills to take advantage of all that has been provided. Remember that the next time you catch yourself thinking God isn't taking care of you, stop immediately and say, No, that's a lie of the devil. God has already supplied all my needs according to his riches in glory. Then get your Bible and find out how to lay hold of that provision by faith. Leave babyhood behind. Grow up and enjoy the benefits of your covenant with God. Amen. And now we're going to read Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan River and you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this, and this Lebanon east to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the Hittite country, and then west to the great sea, it's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I will be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You're going to lead these people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelations that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track either, left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. The Message Bible. Amen. Praise God. And now, a reading from Psalms, from the book of Psalms, chapter 2. And we're going to switch Bibles. We're going to go for the uh, New Kings James, one of my favorite Bibles. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall uphold them in derision. Then he shall speak of them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. 
You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a wrought iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoicing with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Amen. Now Psalms 32. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and bridle, else they would not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Amen. Psalm 62 Truly my soul silently waits for God. From Him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Salah. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I should not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. If they are weighed on the scales, they are altogether lighter than vapor. Do not trust in oppression, nor vanity hope in robbery, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. Amen. Praise the Lord. Beautiful, beautiful. Now we go to 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works! Your thoughts are very deep. 
A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn shall have exalted like a wild ox. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eyes also have seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now we're going to go to Psalm 112. Wait a minute, 92. 122. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces, for the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, everyone, for coming to this podcast. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Welcome to today's Bible College curriculum. I'm Fernando, your instructor or your secretary. Let's go ahead and open it with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Like I said, welcome to today's podcast, August the 3rd. I pray that you're in good spirits. We find you in uh, well-rested, that we can listen up. Thank God for our ears, our eyes, and our existence. Let's go ahead and get started with uh, Let It Flow, Faith to Faith, kcm.org, John 4.14, Whoever drinketh of the water that I should give him shall never thirst, but the water that I should give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. John 4.14 Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Powerful forces the Bible calls the fruit of the Spirit. There, the character traits of God Himself. And when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us, He brought them with Him. So they could become our character traits too. They're designed to bubble up inside of us, to gush forth like a powerful stream, constantly protecting and cleansing us from the inside out. You notice that you can't put any trash in the mouth of a flowing fountain when it's shooting the water up. The force of, the, of its own outflow protects it and keeps it clear of any impurities from the outside. 
Well, the spiritual fountain within you works the same way. When, you're, when we're allowing the forces of love, joy, and peace, and gentleness, and all these others to flow out, the devil can't get any of his junk in. How do you keep the spirit flowing? You pump your heart so full of the word of God that the forces of eternal life start bubbling out just a little at first and then stronger and higher. Choose to keep those forces streaming out of the fountain of your heart. Refuse to let selfishness and sin stop the flow. You have a fountain filled with unbeatable life forces inside you and it's ready to come forth. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let us choose to keep these four streamings out of the fountain of your heart. Streaming out. Streaming out of our hearts. Refusing to let selfishness and sin stop the flow. We have a fountain filled with unbelievable, unbeatable life forces inside of us. And it's ready to come forth. We let it flow. Jeremiah 17, 7, 7-13. Let's go over there. Jeremiah. Seventeen seven. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. He will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the years of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the hearts. I test the minds, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. As a potter that broods but does not hatch, so is he who gives riches, but not by right. It will leave him in the midst of his days, and at the, in his end he will be a fool. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be ashamed. Those who depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Amen. That's the scripture we should memorize. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Amen. That's the fountain of living water, the word of God coming out of our subconscious mind with the Holy Spirit entwined. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise all the day long. Amen. All right, moving right along, let's go ahead to August the 3rd on Limitless Love. Kenny Copeland, the greatest servant of all. John 14, 13, and 14 verses. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So often during times of prayer and fellowship with the Lord, our hearts are overwhelmed with the desire to serve Him. Again and again, as we fall more deeply in love with Him, we find ourselves longing to do His will. Lord, I'll do whatever you ask, we say. All I want to do is be a blessing to you. It's easy to understand why we feel that way. After all, He is Almighty God. He is the one who loves us with a never-failing love. He is our Redeemer. He is the perfect, omnipotent, marvelous Lord. What's difficult for us to comprehend is this. Despite our weaknesses and failures, despite the frailties of our flesh, he feels the same way about us. His heart is full of the desires to serve us. He is saying to us, Just ask me for something, son. Just ask me for something, daughter. I want to be a blessing to you. The very thought of that is offensive to the religious mind. It refuses to entertain the idea that Almighty God 
would ever put himself in the position of serving us. But the fact is, that is exactly what he has done. Jesus demonstrated that clearly just before he went to the cross by taking off his robe, donning a servant's towel and washing his feet, the feet of his astonished disciples. Philippians 2.7 says that to accomplish our redemption, Jesus stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant. Yes, but that was Jesus, someone might argue, not the Almighty Father God. Jesus himself said, The Son can do nothing of himself, but whatever he sees the Father do, John 5, 19. The Lord drove that point home to me one day when he said to me, Kenneth, won't you do anything I ask you to do? Lord, you know I will, I answered. All you have to do is let me know what you want, and I'll do it. I'm on call to you 24 hours a day. I am the same way, he said. I will do anything you ask me to do. Don't you remember? My word says that whatever you ask me in Jesus' name, I'll give it to you. I'm covenant to you. I am more committed to you than you are to me. I gave my son and shed his blood for you. How could I desire to withhold from you anything else? That's the kind of covenant love God has for us. And we need to start believing it. We need to realize that our desire to serve our Lord is just a pale reflection of his desire to save us. Our master is truly the greatest servant of all. Amen. What a twist, huh? Having the Lord do that to us. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here uh, concerning exaltation. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Joshua 3, 7. 1 Samuel 2, 7 and 10. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash. He, he seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the, the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. 1 Samuel 2, 7 and 10. 2 Samuel 22, 47 to verse 50. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be my God, the rock, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who puts the nations under me, who sets me free from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes from a violent man. You rescue me. Therefore, I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. Amen. Second Chronicles verse one, chapter 1, verse 1. Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. Psalm 146, 8. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Luke 18, 14. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. Let's keep going. Let's go do a little bit of uh, Psalms. So today is the third. We'll go to Psalm 3. The Lord helps his troubled people. Lord, how have they increased who trouble me? Many are those who rise up against me. Many are those who say to me, There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. 
I lay down and slept, I awoke for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Amen. Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, all you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right and all his works is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nations whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling he looks and on all the inhabitants of the earth, he fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. Let your mercy be upon us, O Lord, just as we hope in you. Psalm 63. joy in the fellowship of God. O oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory. But the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. Psalm 93 the eternal reign of the Lord. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. 
Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Psalms 123. A song of ascent, prayer for relief from contempt. Unto you, O Lord, I lift up my eyes, O you who dwell in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of a servant look to the land, to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorns of those who are at ease, with the contempt of the proud. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you everyone for coming in today and enjoying Bible reading with Fernando Comendo. God bless you.